boom, just like that, back again. Bulma's day three. As you see, we're progressing in days. More content continues to come out. That's what Bulmas is all, all about here at Section 400. We got the hot content daily for the 12 days of Bulmas. Welcome back. You guys know the deal. I'm Matt with my other host, Jack and Brian. We have the NFL slate, rest of the slate. You'll see yesterday our, our Saturday slate came out uh, that, that ran through all the games. This will cover the big bulk of Sunday, basically all of Sunday, and then look out for the Christmas Day games uh, to follow this uh, the, the following day. Um, but yeah, this is this is the bulk of the slate this week. This is where you'll see you know some some games that aren't the greatest, uh, some great games that have playoff implications. But like always, regardless of the game, we're giving our top analysis and our best bets from each individual game. So without further ado, let's jump into game number one which is the Packers traveling to the Panthers uh, in a pretty horrible game. We thought the Packers had some life here and have kind of tailored off and not been that great the last couple of weeks. And the Panthers are the Panthers in absolute shambles, 2-12, and 12, looking like they picked the wrong quarterback in the draft last year. Brian, I'll jump over to you. You got the Panther blue on in your hat. How are you reading this game? Um, I think I'm just reading this one with my heart. I kind of want chaos to happen at the bottom of these NFL standings. And the, the Panthers didn't do the Bears any favors last week, beating the Falcons. And this week, the Packers come in. They've been struggling. That wide receiver room is banged up. Maybe the Panthers want to have a good end of the season here and <laughs> make the Bears fans sweat a little bit. So for that reason and that reason alone, I'm taking the Panthers on the plus five. Wow. Interesting play, but I honestly got to say I don't hate it. Uh, Jack, you reading it the same way, or are you going to take what probably most of the public is doing and roll with the minus five? I'm not going to take either one. I don't hate the plus five for the Panthers. Uh, I definitely think that the Packers are a slipping team. This is a team that we thought was going to be a playoff team lock after they beat the Chiefs three weeks ago. But then over the past two weeks, they've lost to the Giants and the Bucks. And not in great fashion either. So one that that Giants game was on prime time and just just a bad look for for the Packers and Matt LaFleur. So it's hard to trust them right now. I I won't do it. Uh, at the same time, the Panthers should not be winning two games in a row during the season. Uh not with Bryce Young and the way he's playing. That was a lucky win that they pulled out. I mean, just a gross game in the rain against the Falcons. And we all know the Falcons are a struggling team as well with Arthur Smith at the helm. So in this one, I'm actually going to go with the Packers minus five. Uh, that's actually going to be my play in this one. Wow. Interesting. Started out by saying we don't that? like we don't like pushes, though. So we're going to we're going to go safe on this one and buy it down to four and a half. I was going to say you're going to go up or down there, but going down, taking the minus basically minus to win by five cash is your bet. It was interesting. You started out by saying you're not going to take either one. And then you jumped all over the Packers to go against <laughs> to against Brian. So we have a little first game opposite play between you two, uh, and we'll see how this one uh, uh, tails off. I'm I'm actually going to stay away from it. I'm not taking the plus five or the minus five. I think this is extremely disgusting. Um, but I'm like, it's a home game. It, it, on the early weather reads, it's saying 52 degrees and sunny, so a relatively nice day for football. Uh, I, I, just, I, I mean, I got to take old reliable on the 
I got to take old reliable on the Panther side and go Adam Thielen over receiving yards. I think that's the way to go here for myself. I just, you know, like we said, maybe we got a little more confidence in the Panthers after watching them last week, but I'll go Thielen at 45 and a half is a pretty low number. Packers haven't looked particularly amazing. I'll roll with the over 45 and a half. I mean, come on, Thielen 50, 50 passing yards is like death and taxes, bro. Shit just happens. Uh, so hopefully that cashes and uh, good luck to the both of you as you face off in this first game of the slate. Um, moving on, Seahawks, Titans, pretty disgusting game, but the Seahawks are still alive. The Seahawks now have this rejuvenated life behind quarterback Drew Locke. Uh, Jack, I'll jump to you. Are you bought in on the Seahawks or was it just kind of heat of the moment, lucky win against the Eagles, a, a struggling Eagles team? Uh, how do you read this one? Eagles are a struggling team, and I think that really gave Seahawks the edge. Also being at home, 12th man, Drew Locke somehow got the job done. I don't think any of us saw that coming. I think we all expected a big bounce back spot for the Eagles. Didn't happen. You got to give them credit, though. Drew Locke went out there, showed heart, balled out. DK Metcalf helped him out. JSN helped him out. I mean, you'd love to see that. Um and, and that's what I guess they drafted JSN for, to, to be able to make those plays uh, and, and beat, beat the Eagles in prime time and make Matt cry. Um, but anyway, back to back to the game. Uh, Gino is back for this one. I think it's going to be, as you said, a pretty ugly one. Every game I've ever seen in Nashville uh, with this Titans team under Mike Vrabel has been nasty. Uh, I think Will Levis will actually be able to air the ball out a little bit against uh, against this somewhat you know decimated uh, Seahawks defense. I don't think Jamal Adams is playing all that good. Um, I know that guy Tariq Woolen, you know, almost won a Defensive Rookie of the Year last year. Over Sauce, he he hasn't been playing that good. He actually got benched. So uh I, I don't know. I, I think I think Hopkins is gonna have himself a day. I still think the Seahawks pull out the win, but I think Hopkins is gonna have himself a day. Give me him over 62 and a half yards. Yeah, I uh look, I mean the Eagles are struggling right now. I definitely have to address that. I mean, they they are struggling and uh I didn't cry, but I, it was uh it was tough to watch that go down on Monday night. I will admit it was very tough to watch that go down, but uh, look, I mean, if they went out, we're, we're, we're still locked in, which I'm not scared of the giants. I'm honestly more scared of the Cardinals than I am the giants, but stay tuned for all that nonsense come tomorrow when we go over the Christmas day slate and we have some special guests talking Tommy Cutlets, which is dead as he got blown out by the Saints, and we just watched the Saints put two and two together equals Eagles should be fucking fine at home on Christmas Day. Wait for that episode. But moving on, Brian, I don't want to say you saw it coming with the Seahawks beating the Eagles because it was more just you going anti-Eagles parlay than you actually seeing that coming. So before I jumped over you, I had to address that before you tried to play that narrative. But how are you reading this game, man? Uh, yeah, so – yeah, that's fair. That's fair. The anti-Eagles parlays do happen basically every week. So I'll give you that one. And I did miss. It was one of my, I guess, four chances now to hit. And I missed again. So right. I, I just didn't I, want to see you there like being like, oh, I saw it coming. Like, I'll give you Jake Browning, but I'll pump the brakes after that. <laughs> that's fair. Uh, but but for this game, 
it's tough to read because Seattle, you think you're a big uh, West Coast team going to the East Coast and the early slate guy. Seattle yep. is 23 and 11 since 2013 when they've done that. They're, they're only one and two this year. So that, that changes the narrative a little bit. But then the Titans just aren't that good. And Seattle's defense is horrible. So I'm not going to take another Maxwell Goat nuke play, but I am going to take a play I'm pretty confident in, and that's Derrick Henry. You talked about old reliable with Adam Thielen. Old reliable Derrick Henry to rush for over 64.5 yards against the Seattle defense that really struggles against the run, and they're going to be tired traveling from the West Coast. So I, I like Henry in this spot. Really? You don't think your ex-giant legend Hall of Famer, what's it, Dexter Lawrence, is going to shut down Derrick Henry? Yeah, they got Julian Love over there, too, in the secondary. He had the yeah, I mean, that's just it. an ex-Giants uh, Giants-filled team. Um, but, yeah, I don't hate the Henry play. He's old reliable as well. I know I tried to take an old reliable with Adam Thielen in the first game. You kind of jumped on it right there with that Derrick Henry, right? You see him probably being able to – it seems like a low number, right? 60, 60 seems more than a, a achievable uh, against the Seahawks defense. That, that isn't that good. I kind of like what you said, Bri, about, uh, you know, both defenses not being really amazing and the Titans also being horrible. I think I'm going to play the over here at 41 and a half. I think the weather should be relatively decent. Will Levis, we've seen all he does there, the ball out to Hopkins. They should be able to get some touchdowns. The Seahawks should but definitely be able to score. I can see the Seahawks scoring in the low 30s and the Titans in the mid-20s, which should easily be able to cash this over that's sitting at 41 and a half. So I'll play the over here and, uh, you know, probably not pay too much attention to this one, though, because the Titans are that bad. But it'll be interesting to see where the Seahawks land if they are able to get the win here uh, and, and their playoff push uh, kind of continues. Um, but, yeah, I guess moving on, my, 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 my team, the Browns with Joe Flacco taking on the Texans in the Dome. Uh, the Browns we haven't seen, like, as a high-scoring team electric potent offense but you throw joey flacco back there and that offense is completely turned around man i mean he's throwing 300 350 almost 400 yards through the air multiple touchdowns i mean that's just a high flying passing high octane offense that we would think oh it's just you know they they had the best defense and that's why they're winning games no joey flacco's taking over and I, you know, I think, I think, I think a lot of people are going to be surprised when he goes on a run in the playoffs. But before I give a pick for this one, uh, Brian, I'll jump to you and see kind of how you're reading this game. Uh, are, are you bought in on Joe Flacco? Are you bought in on the Texans? Which one do you have more faith in? Uh, yeah, no, this is, this is your game. I mean, before Flacco, you're a CJ Stroud guy. So right. if, if Stroud plays this week, this is a game that you should be. Watching the whole thing. This is your prime time right here. I'll have a lot, a lot of same game parlays going, especially because the Eagles won't be on for this slate. This is the game I have circled. Yeah, so I mean, as you should. But my pick here is going to be dependent on C.J. Stroud playing. If he gets cleared, I'm going to take the Texans minus three. I, I like the Texans with Stroud. They don't turn the ball over. And they also are middle of the pack in getting the ball back on takeaways. Cleveland, on the other hand, especially on the road, loves to throw interceptions. They love to fumble the ball. You saw Flacco last week. He had a great game, but he threw three picks. So I think just because of that, because of the Texans' 
being good in the turnover battle, they they find a way to win this game. They find a way to cover that three. Uh, before before I hand it off to Jack here, they're plus eight in turnover differential. That shows you how good CJ Stroud has been. That shows you how good this team has been with him healthy. That that's an elite team, and th- that's one of the most important stats to be a great team. So, yeah, Texans minus three. You heard Brian say it, man. What do you got, Jack? Yeah, I'm I'm going the other way, Brian. Uh, and it, it, you know, it is definitely dependent on CJ Stroud. If, if he's playing, they definitely have a good chance to win this game. Uh, not just cover the three points, but win this game. I mean, he is one of those guys that is changing the game. Even in his rookie season, when he's playing, they have they're never out of a game. Let me put it that way. Um, but if he's not playing, the Browns are covering these three points. Um, and I'll I don't like pushes, so I'll take it at th- minus three and a half. I think that the Browns defense gets this done against whoever they decide to trot out there. Probably be Case Keenum um, if if Stroud's not healthy. But um, I'm I'm pretty pretty confident in the Browns to get this one done and 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 stay hot. Is there a read on CJ Stroud right now? Like, is it just he's ninety minutes before good. kickoff? Or yeah, he still hasn't been cleared from concussion protocol. And uh, if he good. yeah, if he does not get cleared, I'm taking the under. So that's going to be my bet. Yeah, that's going to be dicey. That's going to be dicey uh, if he doesn't play, definitely, for the Texans. Um, but I guess what? It's really a 50-50, or is it leaning more towards him being out? Leaning, <laughs> it's leaning towards him not playing. Uh, wow. If you're if you're not passing the concussion protocol this late in the week, there's a, especially, you know, this is a Sunday game. It's not Monday. So I think there's a good shot that we don't get to see CJ Stroud out there. But don't get me wrong. I hope we do. That would make this game a lot more electric and a lot closer, I think. Uh, but if he's not playing, I think Browns minus three and a half caches with ease. Yeah, I like I like that play. The Browns are legit, obviously. They're defense, best defense in the NFL. And with Joey Flacco back there slinging the ball all over the place, it's even better. Look, this, this is in a dome. There's always points in the Houston dome. Like Flacco's going over his passing yards, like that's not a question. I'd take his. I don't know what what his passing like touchdowns is set at, but if it's like over one and a half at, for like minus one thirty, I'm literally putting multiple rent payments on that because that is just absolute lock city. Joe Flacco is one hundred percent throwing two plus touchdowns in this football game, um, and I just he's soaring over the passing yards. The Texans defense is good but i don't think it's unstoppable teams have had success throwing the ball against them i mean zach wilson threw 300 yards against them in the rain so i think joe flacco can get it done uh through the air with the passing i like him to have two touchdowns so if 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 the line's offered at over one and a half take the over if it's offered at two and a half or i highly doubt it'd be at three and a half but don't take it don't take it up there um but yeah Give me some Joe Flacco juice. I love it. Uh, you can probably play the Amari Cooper over passing yards. Uh, you could play maybe Jerome Ford over passing yards. Uh, so there's a couple other way, ways you can play the Browns here and uh, probably probably have some success. But my main picks get, or, or the main pick, give me Joe Flacco over his passing yards. Um, moving on, though, a game with playoff implications, again, with teams who I guess aren't really that good. The Colts taking on the Falcons. The Colts are okay. They're starting to find their way under rookie head coach Shane Steichen, and it's starting to look a little creative and molded together. I mean, listen, the Colts are working with Gardner Minshew, which is no hate on Gardner, but, like, you know, 
that's not going to be their guy for the future. They're going to be looking to get another quarterback in there. Um, so it'll help they get Pittman back this week. But this game has massive playoff implications because the Falcons still are alive for some reason too. So they're going to be trying their their balls off, trying to win a game. But, Jack, I'll leave it up to you, man. You got the Falcon red on. How are you reading this game? Yeah, well, let me tell you, I'm not going to put any money on the Falcons because I still hate them. I still hate Arthur Smith. I still think he's doing a terrible job. Um, yep. On the other side, Shane Sykin and his first year as a head coach has looked great. But I'm not here to talk about the coaches. I'm here to talk about these quarterbacks. I know you like the quarterbacks in the last matchup. But I love these two. Gardner Minshew and Taylor Heineke, in my opinion, are two of the best backup quarterbacks uh, in the league right now. I don't think that Taylor Heineke should have ever sat behind Desmond Ritter. I mean, I guess you want to see what the young guys got. But Taylor Heineke is a, a playoff winning quarterback. Uh, people forget that he balled out for those commanders when he was playing up there in Washington. Um He's a gritty football player, and so is Minshew. I mean, you see both these guys running it in near the goal line, taking big hits, trying to get that pylon. I love them both, and uh, it's kind of a shame that that Taylor Heineke's got to deal with Arthur Smith right now because that's the reason why he's going to lose this game. The, Cap the Colts are a good team. Uh, I see here that they're on the road as two-and-a-half-point dogs. Don't really understand that. I think that they should be favorited on the road, so – Maybe there's something weird going on here, but give me the Colts on the money line. Uh, I'm sure if, if it's plus 2.5 right now, you're getting some good juice on that money line. Give that give that to me. Yeah, there's de they're definitely plus money. You can get – you can, it's a good parlay juicer because they could definitely easily win this one on the road. But Brian in the Colts blue on his hat, how are you reading this one? <laughs> First it was Panther blue, now it's Colts blue. Yeah, man. Um but, yeah, so in order for the Falcons to make the playoffs, they need to win this week. Then they need to win at Soldier Field, which is going to be like five degrees outside. And then they have to beat the Saints in New Orleans. And they also need some help. That's not going to happen because Arthur Smith is a dodo. Dodo bird. <laughs> this man, this man, I'm trying not to freak out. Bijan Robinson was on the field for 58% of the snaps last week. I know he fumbled, but that was by far the worst he's ever – the worst usage he's ever had in his rookie season. A guy named Kevin Smith in the backfield was on the field for 19% of the snaps. Cordero Patterson is 45 years old. He was in the backfield for 27% of the snaps. There is no reason Bijan Robinson should not be on the field. He's, a, he's your best player, Arthur. The Colts, they give up a lot of rushing yards. The Falcons like to run the ball. But Arthur Smith is going to have Kevin Smith and Cordero Patterson running the ball and not B. John Robinson. So the, the Colts are going to win this game because Arthur Smith doesn't know how to deploy his talent. He's going to get fired, dare I say, after this year. And the Colts are going to make the playoffs. So Minshew mania. Let's go Colts. Colts money line there. So little Colts money line juice. I love the picks there, boys. Um, but, yeah, I don't know what it is with him not deploying his top talent, like you said, but – uh, I believe the Falcons and Arthur Smith both got fined because they didn't put him in or, like, didn't activate him. Brian, do you have more info yeah. on that or what happened? That was a couple weeks ago. Uh, so, he, I, I guess he was sick, and they didn't put him on the injury report. <laughs> and they gave him one carry up until, like, the fourth quarter. And on the game's final drive, he played. 
But, yeah, he was fine, but he was feeling sick, and they just didn't put him on the injury report. So, like, the books had him with this over-under rushing yards, and it was, it was just a scene. Yeah, well, clearly the NFL didn't like that because they fined the Falcons twenty or seventy five grand, and Arthur Smith got fined twenty five grand. Yeah, well, they're probably better. Hey, excluding the COVID times, uh, this is by far like of the, the these recent weeks are by far the most I've ever seen players on the injury report report with illness like as their tag. It's been crazy how many players are on that over the past few weeks compared to every other season of football I've watched in the past 20-plus years. Um, and I think it's all because of that. I think it's all because when the Falcons decided, you know, not to put Bijan on the injury report and with him only playing a couple snaps that game, everyone is definitely caused by fantasy managers. Everyone's calling from Arthur Smith's head, like, what the hell's going on? Why are you not playing your best player? And then it takes till after the game for them to come out and say, oh, he was sick, not feeling well, didn't want to play him. Uh, and, and that's when everyone was like, well, you have to put him on the injury report for that. And but no one did it prior to that. I mean, they're they're getting fucked. They're they're kind of being the uh, what do they call it? The scapegoat. They're 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 making them like the 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 poster child for start putting your players on the injury on the injury report if they're feeling ill. Uh, otherwise, we're gonna find you a fuck ton of money. I mean, it's it's dumb. Don't get me wrong. It's dumb. I mean, but no, it made, that makes a lot of sense. Looking at the injury reports today, I was there was like every game it had at least two people at questionable with an illness and i didn't even think about that but putting two to get two together that makes complete sense yeah yeah it's pretty horrible honestly because we're seeing some big name players as well sometimes finding that list uh you know i know Bijan robinson's a rookie but still he's a guy you want to watch on sunday got a lot of talent high draft pick i mean come on what are we doing here but yeah fuck the falcons fuck arthur smith give me the colts on the money line and we'll do a few from section 400 squad ride down in Atlanta. I hope uh I hope they fucking blow him out, man. Fuck Arthur Smith. Yeah. Also, Very before cool. we move on from this game, were you guys aware Van Jefferson is an Atlanta Falcon? I had no idea because he sucks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I saw his prop listed at nine and a half for this week. And I was like, exactly my point. Is <laughs> he's a receiver and his prop is under 10 yards. <laughs> well, Again, this is an Arthur Smith offense, uh, and, uh, well, he has Taylor Heineke throwing the ball this week, so maybe there's a shot he can get 10 yards, but definitely not high on the pecking order. You know, Johnny Smith, their number one receiver, and then uh, and then maybe Drake London, maybe Kyle Pitts, but Johnny Smith's number one out there. So, uh, Van Jefferson maybe can get in at, at like, the, the, the five or six receiver spot. We'll see what Arthur Blank down in Atlanta, I think that's the owner, uh, decides to do with his head coaching, uh, his head coach uh, for the Atlanta Falcons. But that's enough on that game. We'll squad ride the Colts, Colts money line, some plus money juice. Make sure you look out. We'll probably release it on the Twitter just so everybody can tag along and uh, we'll have some open discussion over there. But moving on to probably the worst game of the week, the Commanders taking on the Jets at JetLife. So cool to see uh, last time the Jets played at JetLife, I was there and watched them blow out the Texans and Zach Wilson threw for 300 yards. So is Zach Wilson's overpassing yards on the card for this weekend? I don't know because it doesn't even say he's playing. Yeah, he's also concussed. Yeah, so everybody is getting all these massive injuries left, right, and center. 
Um, I have no way to read this game. I don't even want to give out a pick for this game because it's so disgusting. But the last time Brees Hall played in New York, he went over his receiving yards. So I took it last week. It didn't end well for me because the Dolphins basically blew out the Jets and Zach Wilson looked horrendous. Uh, I'll take Brees Hall double down on the receiving yards. I mean, the commanders aren't that good. So the Dolphins, I get it, have a better defense. I have no faith in the commander's uh, defense here, and it's on the road. Even though the Jets are out of it, Jets fans still kind of show up uh, for games and cheer on their team. So I'll take Brees Hall's over receiving yards, and I'll jump over to you, Jack. Uh, let's try and get through this one quick because this game fucking sucks. I really don't want to make a play on this game. <laughs> That's you, why I don't want to do either, Ed. It's horrible. You said it right, dude. No one's watching this game. It's gross. Any way you look at it, these are bottom five, bottom ten teams. I mean, the Jets have showed some life at, at times, beating some good teams. Zach Wilson throwing for 300 yards um, against the Texans, like you said. So they've they've been exciting at times. The commanders, you know, Sam Howell's been leading the league in, in passing yards at, at times this season, but – I don't want to watch this game. I don't even want to talk about this game. Um, if you're going to make me give a pick, which I really don't want to, uh, give me Curtis Samuel over on the fantasy points. He's been pretty electric lately, and I'm just going to keep that going. Fair enough. Brian, what do you got? Yeah, so I agree with you guys. This game's absolutely terrible. The football gods even agree that it's terrible. It's going to rain over in jet life. Yeah. I'll call it jet life for you just this once. Um, but the commanders, the new ownership doesn't even matter. The organization organization is still a shit show. I Googled their injury report today and it came up as Washington, Washington football team injury report, not Washington commanders injury report. So you should probably go ahead and fix that. Whoever's doing that in your marketing department or public relations department. Uh, but yeah, they looked better with Jacoby, uh, Brissett back there last week. Sam Howell's a disaster ever since I called him elite. The Jets are a disaster. I'm taking the under. Oh my gosh, man. Just give us your pick. <laughs> <laughs> this game is so bad. Moving on. I don't need to talk about that nonsense. Lions taking on the Vikings. Divisional matchup, playoff implications. Finally a fun one. It's in the dome up there in Minnesota. Uh, Brian, you can kick it right back off. Where's this game leaning or reading? Like, what do you got? Yeah, so this game has gone over in four of the last five meetings between these two at this number. 47.5 seems pretty low. I know Nick Mullins is playing, so maybe. He looked decent last week against the Bengals. Yeah, it took it. him till overtime to get to a good stat line. I guess he had 300 yards. But, yeah, the Lions look great against the Broncos. I really like the over here. I think if you guys are down for it, I kind of want to kind of want to build a little views from 400 same game parlay action here. All right. I'm down, man. What do you got? What do you got? I think the first leg just has to be the over. I'm all over it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm cool with the over. And then we got to pick two pass catchers here. TJ Hoggison at 53 and a half in a little revenge game looks enticing. Oh, yes, it does. Does Sam Laporta stay hot and we make it a little tight end, tight end play? Tight, ends. tight end action? Yeah. You know, they both went I, to Iowa as well. Is Hawkinson an Iowa guy? Yeah. yeah. They far. I, you know, I, like, well. I like that juice, but I'm not going to lie. I want to go Amon Ra in this one. Um, not Laporta, but. 
Well, as the so you're whole, saying what? Leave Laporta completely out or do both? I mean, leave as the oh, you want to leave Laporta? I was gonna say as the old uh, Chef Boyardee commercial used to say, why not both? All right, all right, why not I'll, both? Yeah, no, I mean, I'm uh, I'm cool. This could be the four. I just I just said the tight ends because they both went to Iowa, so I thought that'd be like a cool little. They'll both be trying to out outdo each other, but. Well, I don't. What, I don't care if you want to. If you want to roll just Amon Ra, we can roll. What, what if we? What if we buy Amrod, Amon Ra down to seventy, and buy Laporta up to fifty to kind of even it out there. All right, so like, ride that. What Amon Ra to have seventy yards and Laporta to have fifty? Yeah, and then we'll just to make it nice and even. We'll have Hawkinson go for fifty, and then the over forty-seven and a half. I don't hate it. All right, you're. I'm. I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, I'm cool with it. Let's rock right. it and roll it. And uh, yeah, sure. I don't know. I don't know which way I was going to lean with that way. So I guess you kind of saved it with the little parlay action right there uh, at the end. But hopefully that all hits. I'm sure we'll throw out the picks on Twitter so you guys can follow along if you want to tell, uh, you know, the NFC North playoff implication same game parlay. Uh, should be a fun one, so definitely stay tuned for any of that content that's coming out. Anyway, moving on to the Jackson or the Jags and the Bucks. I won't open it up, Jack. I'll just let you take it away. I mean, obviously, massive game for both teams, even yeah. though it's you know, uh, interleague, interconference, like whatever, uh, you know. Two different conferences here, but very, very like both teams need to win. Obviously, the Jags are your squad. Where are you reading this one? Matt, this one's tough. We've got a lot of people banged up. Trevor Lawrence is very questionable to play. Uh, we've got Zane Zay Jones not practicing. Tyson Campbell and Andre Cisco didn't play last week uh in our secondary. They're both questionable entering this week as well. And they're probably our two best DBs. I mean, Tyson Campbell's without a doubt our best corner. And Andre Cisco is, in my opinion, the second coming of like Brian Dawkins with the way he likes to hit people. So uh, I, I, I'm i really not feeling good about this one uh, with all the injuries we have. I mean, we it's the Bucks, dude. We got to be beating the Bucks. I mean, come on. That's like the Florida rival. Um I'm still, dude, you know me. I'm going to be riding on the Jags on the money line on, on the spread. I mean, that's just what we do here, but dude, it's going to be, it's going to be tough with, with all the injuries we have. That's, that's all I'm going to say. Um, and as far as playoff implications go, this is a huge game for us. It's not going to be, it's, it's not like if we lose this game, we're out, but if we lose this game, we're no longer in control of our own destiny. And we, you know, Matt, we like controlling our own destiny here. So I, I, I'm, I'm a little worried, but Duval till we die, and I just hope the boys can get healthy and, and we can make a nice little playoff run. Look, being able to control your destiny, own destiny, is the best spot to be in. When you, when you have to chase somebody who's in control, it's always tougher. So being able to control what you can control and lock up what you want to accomplish for the season is the best spot to be in. So they have that going for them. But like you said, a lot of injuries mixed in with the Bucks playing pretty hot right now. I mean, they've been pretty consistent the last couple of weeks. I think it could be a tough one, but maybe we see some points in this game because it's going to be sunny and 70 down there. So pretty solid day for football. 
Ryan, I'll leave it over to you. Are you going to be playing the over here, or do you have something else on your mind? Yeah, the over won't be happening. Uh, Baker is cooking headed into this. I wish we were stationed in Miami Bowl. But, you know, the Jags might start C.J. Beathard. I know Trevor Lawrence played last week, but he hasn't practiced. It's just this game's not looking very enticing to me, at least. Tampa Bay's getting a lot of their guys on defense back. Uh, Carlton Davis will finally be coming back. War Eagle. I've been going back and forth all day. I, I'm going to take Travis Etienne on the all-purpose yards. You've been a big APY guy the last couple weeks. They've all hit. Uh, I don't know if it's gone well for you. It has. It has. It, ha- it has Sean been played it last weekend. It has been hidden. So maybe uh, look out for Brian's APY play there on Etienne. Look, if CJ Beathard's back there, they're gonna need to. They're gonna need to feed Etienne. He's gonna be an easy guy to either dump the ball off to or obviously hand the ball off to. So. Yeah, I don't hate the play there at all. Um, it could be a good sneaky spot. I like a I I mean, I think you could take Mike Evans or or Godwin's over receiving yards. Godwin's been a little hotter than Evans. I know Evans scored a touchdown last week and had some yards, but Godwin had over like a, or he had almost had 150 yards last week. So I'll take. I mean, and then it comes in this week at. 58 and a half, which maybe it's a trap play to take Godwin, but I'll play Godwin's over over receiving yards. It should be a comfortable number for him to get. Look for him to have five, six, seven, eight catches again. And uh, if you want to juice it up, you can throw Mike Evans in there. They both might have a field day, but definitely give me Godwin over on the receiving yards. Uh, I, I think 58 and a half is a very achievable number for a guy who's been pretty hot and, and Baker's playing well and the Bucks have been rolling in the right direction. So that's how I'll roll, I'll roll for that. Those are kind of the picks for the game. Some player prop juice. Obviously, Jack going in there with the Jags because that's his squad. And uh, look, like you said, they're not they're not out of it if they lose, but they lose control of being to control uh, their own destiny. And that's pretty important this time of year, especially with after this week. We we'll only have two games left. So interesting game to kind of look at going forward. But yeah, I guess uh, moving on to – I know I said I like the Browns-Texans game, but on paper this is probably the best game of the week. Um, Cowboys-Dolphins, Sunday Sunday night game is that? Or is that a 425-er? Uh, 425. 425, so probably America's game of the week. I wonder who will get on the call. Probably Nance and Romo if I had a guess for the CBS spot, but – yeah, Cowboys travel to Miami to take on the Dolphins. Hopefully Tyree kills back. I think it's trending for him to be back if if what I saw was I read correctly, but I'm not totally sure. Definitely kind of check out before game time if you got him in fantasy playoff matchups because definitely want to be able to adjust your lineup and still haven't heard an official ruling on him. So, yeah, without kind of further ado, I'll jump over to you, Jack. How are you reading this one? Uh, what do you got? Yeah, the Dolphins have pretty much all of their playmakers a little banged up right now. Hill, Waddle, Mostert, and Devon Achan are all uh, a little banged up. I mean, it's it's week 16 
everybody in the NFL is banged up at this point, but you know what I mean? They're not all of them are questionable coming into this game, but you know, even, even though they, they play, how much are they going to play? How healthy are they? How explosive are they going to be? You know, that's a big part of this Miami team is how explosive are you? Having said all that, I still think they get the job done. Um, this Dallas team, as good as they looked at sometimes during the season, dude, they can't win on the road to save their life. And I understand that Miami's a nicer place than Buffalo. You know, it's it's almost like they're in a dome. It's almost like they're home, but they're not. It's it's going to be different. It's going to be tough for them. They I, I haven't seen it out of Dak on the road once this season. So even though the, the Cowboys are a pretty good team and the Dolphins don't like beating good teams, uh, I, I still think that the Cowboys road is road the, the Cowboys road uh how they perform on the road is going to be more detrimental than than uh how Miami plays against good teams. So, I'm taking Miami in this one. I know it's you know, a minus 1 for them at home, basically a pick 'em. Buy it out to two and a half. Um I think they win this one by a field goal. Love it. Fuck the Cowboys. I'll take the Dolphins on the money line as well. I, solely because I, I don't want the Cowboys to win. I hope they get blown out again. Uh, and that's all I have for this game. Go Dolphins. Fuck Dak. Fuck the Cowboys. Fuck Jerry's world. Fuck all that bullshit. Let's go Dolphins. Brian, what do you got? Let's move on. Uh, yeah, squad ride. Dolphins the money line. Oh. Let's go, dude. Fuck the Cowboys. <laughs> All you clown frauds out there. I know the Eagles have been slipping, but Dak's a fraud. Get his ass out of the MVP conversation. I don't want to hear it. If you're an MVP candidate, you can play top football at any stadium across the league. You don't go up to freaking Buffalo and lay a goose egg like you did last week, you fraud. Sick and tired of seeing that crap. Uh, Cardinals, Bears, game sucks. Have nothing for you hey, here. Hey, 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 Sucks. Give me this Kyler is... Murray. Give me <laughs> Kyler Murray's over rushing yards and give me Justin Fields over rushing yards. And we'll see both quarterbacks have a dual, th dual running battle. And we'll see both of those cash. Brian, I'll jump to you since you clearly love watching this game of two teams on five games under 500. So what do you got here, man? Can't yes. wait to hear this. <laughs> so if the Panthers win and beat the Packers, this may be the most intriguing game of the slate for me. So this is the battle of quarterbacks trying not to let their team draft Caleb Williams. If, just, if Justin Fields beats Kyler Murray... The Cardinals would then be in a virtual tie with the Panthers, which would give Chicago that number one pick. Kyler Murray needs to win this game to get his team out of that number one pick spot, make the Panthers the last team, so Justin Fields gets replaced and he does not. So it, yeah, but is why does why does why does Kyler Murray care? Like he already got his big contract. He doesn't give a fuck. He's probably like draft Caleb Williams. I don't care. I'm sure Gay wants to be a star. Is he's, he's He's got a big ego. I mean, every, all they would trade him. Yeah, he has a big ego. He would say, "Fucking trade me if you draft Caleb Williams." Yeah, then he's got to deal I with don't, that. I don't think the Cardinals would draft Caleb Williams, dude. Yeah, I, 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 just, I don't see that I think at they all. Would. I don't think Kyler Murray gives a fuck, dude. Okay, well, either way, that's the angle I'm taking here. <laughs> <laughs> so because right. of that, I'm, I'm taking. He already them. got paid, dude. He already got his fat contract, and he's a few years into it. Like he's. He doesn't yeah, I mean, care. Caleb Williams is Caleb Williams. All right. Well, either way, I got the QBs going over both rushing yards. You got – what do you have? I don't even know what you have. I don't care I got, what you got have. I got the QBs going both over passing yards. 
<laughs> that's unbelievable. Why oh would you? Oh, that's unbelievable. Whatever, Jack. What do you got, man? So we can get the hell out of Chicago. So I'm actually gonna gonna take us <laughs> off topic real quick, Matt. Sorry. Uh, I've got a fantasy playoff semifinal this week, and I'm I'm stuck right now. Wait, do I start this Bears defense at home against Kyler Murray and the Cardinals? Or do I start the Seattle defense on the road? Uh, playing who are they playing the titans derrick henry's better run for 200 i was able to snipe the patriots defense off the waivers uh and they're playing the broncos who i'm not that impressed with and the patriots defense has been playing pretty well i mean they they picked off Mahomes three or four times last weekend so uh their last four or five weeks they've been playing well so I've been pretty impressed with this Bears team over the past few weeks. I know that they haven't been necessarily winning the football games, but they have been playing a lot better than Chicago has played in the past, I don't know, almost decade. Uh, so I think I, I said it before last week's game um, on last week's pod. I'll say it again before this week pod, on this week pod. Look, Justin Fields is getting better. Like, whether you want to see that, admit that, he is getting better. And this defense is also getting better. They're they're playing tough, and they're playing behind them. I don't know why, but it seems like they really want to win football games. I mean, just you, you're, out of the, you're out of it at this, this point in the season. Go get yourself a good draft pick. But they seem like they're really trying to win football games. Um, I'm going to take <laughs> – I'm going to take the Bears in this one. I am. I am. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna take the Bears. I know you think that uh, that you you think that Kyler Murray needs to win this game to save his job, but I don't think he gives a shit. I don't think the Cardinals give, Cardinals give a shit at all, really. And uh, and the Bears are a team that even though they have only five wins on the season, they're still playing really hard. And I think that they figure out a way to get it done this week. Exactly what I think, dude. Kyler Murray definitely does not give a shit. So. Uh... I don't know, man. The interesting angle, Brian. Maybe you're right. That's why we got to wait. That's why the game's got to get played. So we'll see what happens there. But moving on, final game of the Sunday slate, Sunday night football, um, Patriots-Broncos. Ugly one. I know I went on a rant about not taking the Patriots anymore. I'll keep it short and sweet. Buy, I'll buy a half point. Give me the plus seven and a half. I'm not sold on the Broncos. They've looked pretty awful the last few weeks. And uh, the Patriots' defense for for that has looked somewhat decent. And Bailey Zappi's got a couple touchdowns in him from what he's shown the last few weeks. So I'll take the plus seven and a half. I think maybe the Broncos win an ugly one, like 17 to 13. But uh, nonetheless, I think the Patriots cover plus seven and a half here. But I'll jump over to you, Jack. Where are you seeing this one lining up? Yeah, my bet last week in this game, or for for the Patriots Chiefs game, was Bailey Zappi to throw an interception that cashed pretty easily. It's gonna happen again. Uh, this Denver Broncos team is full of ball hawks, um, you know, and they're gonna get another one on Zappi. So might might not be plus money anymore for Zappi to throw an interception. Might be a, a favorite for him to throw an interception now. But either way, bet it. What do you got, Bry, for this ug- pretty ugly Sunday night game? Yeah, I think I'm gonna take the under. Probably asleep after thanks or after Christmas Eve. So yeah, I mean the under's pretty low, but I mean the both defenses are better than the offenses here. Uh, the under definitely could be a play, but those are the picks for the slate this week. Check them out. Let us know if you tail. I'm pretty confident in the picks. 
Um, some of them might be a little dicey, but doesn't mean I'm not confident. But other than that, that's all I got for the slate. Stay tuned for the rest of Bull Mess. We got a lot of great content coming up. And really look out for that live show because I want to see a lot of you crazy motherfuckers in there stirring it up, talking sports, and uh, go Huskies. That's all I got, guys. I'll see you in the next one. <sighs> why Yamamoto? Why? War Eagle. Go Phils.